Hi everyone, today's Parak is Parak Yirba and Parashat Lechacha, and it discusses the very famous story of Abraham leaving everything he knows and everybody he knows and going to the land that God had commanded him to go to. And as soon as he finally gets there, um, there's a famine in the land, and Rashi cites Midrash Tanchuma, writing that God caused Abraham to leave Eretz Kanaan um, simply as a test to see if Abraham would question God and question what he does. And Abraham decides that the best thing to do is going to go down to Egypt and survive there because there will, there will be food. And um, there's an interesting machloket that arises from this very act that Abraham does. And the uh, machloket is between Rabbi Levi ben Gershom, known as the Ralbag, and the Ramban. And, and they both comment on... Um, whether or not they believe that Abraham's action was the right thing to do. Um, according to the Ramban, Abraham should have trusted in Hashem and stayed in the land which he was just commanded to go to. But Ralbag says, no, this is the perfect example of the pro- of proactive effort required in securing for yourself and your family a, a proper livelihood. And, and this debate can very much... Um, be taken out of the context of Avraham Avinu and kind of related um, to our outside world and everything that happens around us um, with regard to human effort and trust in Hashem. And Abraham's decision was, okay, God just told me and promised me this huge blessing of so much land and so much, and a huge nation to follow. And nonetheless, he said, no, 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 something's going on here. I need to go and very much be a part of what Hashem is planning on doing. And um, Ralbag explains that Abraham would have to do his share, whether it's packing his bags, hostile environment, or or leaving this place that is not going to provide food for his family. Um, Very much Abraham is is, um, allowing for the blessing to materialize by actively doing something. And um, it's very interesting to see while Abraham does decide to do something, he, um, he does it in a very interesting kind of way. Um, Abraham decides that I need to protect my family. I'm going to do, do whatever it takes. And so as soon as he gets to Egypt, he tells his wife, who he loves, um, Sarah, I need you to tell all the people of Egypt that, I'm your sis- that, I- that you're my sister. And um, he, d- he decides that the best course of treatment is going to be to lie because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to stay alive. And um, I was thinking about this, like, whether or not it's, it's just okay to simply lie. And I was told about um, a source in the Gemara on Yevamot Daf Samechei Amud Bet, where it discusses three different scenarios where it was mutar shanot mipne shalom, where you are allowed to change something a little bit, change reality or um, change something that happened for the sake of shalom. And I just want to go over the three examples just because I found it so interesting. The first one is um, Yosef and his brothers. When, um, after Yaakov Avinu dies, the brothers go to Yosef and they say, hey Yosef, um, by the way, just letting you know, just reminding you that our father um, said that you can't kill us. Like, don't take revenge on us. It wasn't our fault. And just on a tangent, it's interesting to know why we assume it's a lie or why we assume it's not the truth. Because 
like just a side point, what if Yaakov Avinu was to be really nervous about his son killing all the brothers in revenge, he probably would have just told Yosef himself, like, listen to my words, listen to what I'm telling you. I need you to promise me you're not going to kill your brothers. And we don't see any any um, indication of that. The second source is when Shmuel Hanavi is told by God to go and um, appoint David HaMelech to be the king while Shaul is still king. And Shmuel tells Hashem, he says, I know you commanded me to do this thing, but I'm absolutely terrified. If Shaul was to find out that I'm that I'm going to anoint a new king, he'll kill me. I'm terrified, Hashem. And Hashem says, okay, fine. Go bring, a, go bring an animal with you and pretend you're bringing a korban. So if anybody was to ask you or if you um, happen to pass by Shaul, just tell him this thing. And it's just so fascinating that Hashem just commanded him to do something. And he, like I would assume, oh, obviously it's like his security and his uh, safety will be ensured. And yet Hashem says, no, no, I need you to like create this lie to ensure that you're going to be okay. Like, just me commanding you myself isn't gonna, doesn't mean it's guaranteed protection. And the third example is when Sarai Menu finds out she's about to have a child, um, Hashem tells her, and she responds back to Hashem, are you kidding? Like, how could I have a child? My husband is so old. And when Hashem's retelling the story to Avraham Avinu, he says, oh, your wife, she couldn't believe she's going to have a kid. She said she's just so old. How could she have a child? And that's not the story. The... In reality, what happened was Sarah thought her husband was too old, not that she thought she was too old. Um, and we see, very like, this is Hashem creating, um, changing what actually happened. And the, the initiative and the, like, the need to, to change something for the sake of Shalom. Um, just explaining, number one, how important Shalom is, but number two, um, how much... Um, and take res- personal responsibility um, and diligence in caring for yourself and your family and people around you. And so I think that what the Raubag was trying to explain, number one, he was reversing this very popular medieval idea that um, that human effort is kind of futile. And, um, and instead he brought to light how praiseworthy it is for us humans to, to really take initiative and take action and... And if Avraham Avinu, of all people, thought he wasn't entitled to just sit back and relax and watch Hashem save him, um, all the more so we should uh, do the same.